Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to the Rising Rebel Podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride. Hello, magical humans. We are so excited to have Shilamita here today. It's just Robin here today and then our guest Shilamita. So Shilamita is a spiritual transformation and healthy living lifestyle mentor. She's a podcast hostess of 50 Shades of Shilamita and branded as the goddess of gratitude. She has studied as a massage therapist and Reiki 2 practitioner practiced acupuncture and holistic medicine for more than 13 years and lives as holistically as possible in mind, body, and spirit. Proudly, Shilamita is a three-time best-selling personal development author and keynote speaker who inspires others by sharing how she was able to gain a sense of empowerment to create the life of her dreams. After experiencing a succession of disasters and unforeseen circumstances that led her to poverty and panic attacks, Shilamita has manifested the life of her dreams using gratitude as a practice and energetic framework. Shilamita is a mama of three boys plus two bonus boys and is so grateful that she is able to treat all ailments at home through the practice of holistic medicine and energy work. Gratitude has really helped Shilamita grasp all the blessings in her life, and it was then that she was determined to try and spread awareness of how important practicing gratitude is. Whether she's hosting a retreat, giving a lecture, attending a book signing or a healing circle, every one of Shilamita's events is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. If you have the opportunity to work with her one-on-one, she's always there to help you uncover the root of your problems and find a healthy and holistic way to heal. She is an active member of her community residing in New Jersey with her husband and their children, but you'll always find her traveling. Capturing, inspiring, and activating, Shilamita is a modern-day spiritual leader, breaking down old paradigms and restructuring how we can move forward through chaotic times. We are so thrilled to have you. Hello, Shilamita. Thank you so much for having me on the show. We are absolutely, it's our pleasure. And you must tell everyone where you're calling in from. (laughs) I am in Aruba right now. As you said in the bio, I live in New Jersey, but most of the time you will find me traveling somewhere. So since I've been following Shilamita, I see her venturing all over the world and just living her absolute best life. And I told her before we got started here that I'm calibrating to her because she is living the life of my future self. So <laughs> I love that. And, and you know, my mom actually yelled at me the other day. She's like, I don't understand why you have to put everything on social media. And I'm like, because I'm showing other people that it's possible to to do the same thing. You know, I, I really believe that. And that's why I share so much of my life because, you know, my story is that I was on food stamps 12 years ago and here I'm calling in from Aruba, you know? So 
it's possible for anyone to shift their life. And I feel like when we see it, we can see the evidence that it's possible for us. I love that you just said that because something we talk about all the time on this podcast is that you can find evidence of anything. You can find evidence of like what's possible for you, that the sky's the limit, that all these people doing inspiring things show you what you could do as well. Or you can find evidence of the opposite of people failing. And so you might not even bother trying. And so when you say showing evidence of what's possible, let's dig into that a little bit. And back to you, you mentioned living on food stamps 12 years ago. And I know you've kind of talked about your book a little bit, um, food stamps to first class. So let's hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, when I lived on food stamps all those years ago, I used to look, you know, Facebook started, I think, in 2007. And that's probably like, what, 15 years ago. And so in the land of when Facebook first started, I remember watching people. And at first, it would make me so upset, like, oh, look at them, they're traveling again, or look at her, like she's on this great date, or, you know, look at them, they just got married. And so I would look at other people in jealousy and envy, and and I would not be happy. I would not be happy at all. And then something shifted. And I started realizing that the things that they were showing me was evidence that that stuff was possible for me. So instead of looking at them and being upset about it, I needed to start looking at them through the lens of gratitude and love. And if that's what I desired, then I needed to believe that it was possible for me. And so that's literally what I did. Like, that's how I started shifting my thinking. I would scroll through Facebook and instead of like being mad and jealous and envious, I would scroll through Facebook and I would send everybody love. Oh, they're on the beach. Send them love. I'm grateful I'm on the beach. Oh, they just got married. Send them love. I'm grateful I find a husband. You know, like, and I and I just started shifting my thinking in that way because the way that I grew up, I grew up in an immigrant family where money was bad, rich people were bad. Like all of these stories were created around money for me. And so it got to a point where I just thought that there was only so many millions in the world that was available to so many people and that I just wasn't one of those people until I started doing all this spiritual learning. And it was like, well, just be grateful. Just be grateful. If you're just grateful, then all these things will come to you. So I literally was at rock bottom. I had nowhere else to go but out. And instead of doing that, I just decided to give it a try. And little by little, things started manifesting for me. And so it took a while to get to where I am now. You know, I did a reel the other day and, and I and I shared that if you're watching me right now, you're watching me in winning season, right? Like I am in the height of winning season, but it wasn't always like this for me. It took a lot for me to get here. But little by little, if you're willing to put in the work, you will get there too. And so what's kind of a tip, like how did you actually shift from seeing something and not feeling jealous and actually visualizing you in that place or visualizing that possibility for you? So for people maybe that are kind of in the hole, they're in that like dark time of their life. And when they see that it does bring up that like resentment or jealousy or like lack scarcity mindset. Totally. How do you flip the switch? 
So for me, it was doing all the spiritual learning that I was doing, right? It was the secret, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, like, you know, I was a Hay House junkie. And, and the more that I read, everything was saying the same thing, right? So I'm like, okay, if all of these people and, and schools of thoughts and things that I'm reading are all saying the same thing, then they have to be true. Like they have to be true. And then I would hear the story of, you know, the person who was bankrupt and all of a sudden became a millionaire or the person that was sleeping in their car and all of a sudden became rich or, you know, like the person who wanted to have children and went through 12 rounds of IVF and finally got pregnant. It's like, I just started hearing all these stories and all the things that I was reading was telling me the same thing. If I lived in gratitude, then I would manifest the things that I desired and I wasn't living in gratitude, you know? So that was a really big eye opener. And by the way, I didn't really know that I wasn't living in gratitude. I actually met a new friend who came to my house and she was from Australia. She was very like cut and straight in her way of speaking. And my son, my oldest is 16 now. He was probably about nine months old and we were sitting on my couch and we were chatting and she was like, you know, you're pretty negative <laughs> and you complain a lot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, you know, in any other given moment in time, I would have taken her words and it would have made me so mad. And I would have, you know, gotten upset with her and, and my ego would have taken over, but I was really in a phase of being open and receiving and, and trying to figure out my life. And so when she said those words to me, it really made me conscious of the fact that I was negative. And after she left that day, I started catching myself and I'm like, oh, like, there you go again. You know, like you're complaining again, or like you don't know because you're so used to it. Right. And then we're surrounded by who we are. So I was surrounded by all kinds of negative complaining people. So my behavior was normal amongst them. And so when I became conscious of that behavior, I was able to stop that, right? I was able to catch the negative thought in the midst of the negative thought and turn it around. Like literally sometimes I'll be like, nope, I take that back. I didn't mean that. I'm going to think something different. And it's retraining your mind. It literally is retraining your mind. But the first thing is being aware and conscious that it's happening because most people, they don't, they're not even aware of it, you know? I don't even know where to start with that because so much of what you just said resonates with me so deeply and things that we talk about all the time on this podcast. So also, I am a Hay House junkie too. I've gone down that rabbit hole and you mentioned the secret like that was when it first came out, like no one was really talking about that stuff yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to set the intention and just start taking the action before I have the thing. And um. I totally did that as well. And so I love talking about the law of attraction and all of that. And I agree, like there's so much evidence you can find if you're willing to look for it of all of this working out in people's favor, you know, so setting the intention, obviously taking that inspired action, but then it working out. And so I just love that you, you mentioned that, but also that reprogramming. So I don't know if you know Joe Dispenza, but I'm a huge Dr. Joe Dispenza fan and talking about, you know, reprogramming that subconscious that mm -hmm. we don't even know that we're thinking these things or until we catch ourselves. So the first step to mindfulness is really catching yourself 
and then deciding, well, do I still resonate with that belief or do I want to choose again? Do I want to choose a new belief? And so can you go a little bit into that? So into the point where you're noticing your thoughts and then choosing a higher feeling thought, choosing again, or making a better, like a conscious choice, more aligned with where you plan to go, not where you've been in the past. Yep. So most people live in autopilot. 95% of the time we're operating in autopilot. Kabbalah says that we only live in 1% reality. So by Kabbalah, it's 99% on autopilot. And so what does that mean? That means that your thoughts right now are creating your future. And right now we're living in our past thoughts. So somewhere in the past, I was grateful and I created this scenario of me being in Aruba. And so here I am. And so right now, when I'm here in Aruba, I've already planned out my next trip to Aruba, my next trip to Hawaii. I'm already doing the seed planting for the future, right? So that's living in an awareness and consciousness. So most people are getting up at the same time every single day, doing the same morning routine, going to the same coffee shop, taking the same route to work, listening to the same radio station, right? So you are just operating in total autopilot. And so right now, by watching this or listening to this, we're breaking that pattern, right? Because we're allowing for new information to enter through. And if you're really focused right now, you're gonna pick up something incredible and this is gonna be life-changing for you. But for some people, they're just going to watch this like this is another Netflix show, right? It's like going to go right over their head because they're too busy in their autopilot to even stop and create this consciousness. So by changing your routine, like there's no two days for me that ever look the same. Some days I drive my kids to school. Some days I have my au pair drive my kids to school. Some days I go to yoga in the morning. Sometimes I start my morning in my house. There's no, because I'm always trying to trigger my awareness so that I'm actively consciously knowing and creating for the future. Right. And so having this awareness really helps you to start manifesting or making this creation, right? Because most people don't even understand that that's what we're doing all day, every day is we're manifesting our future. We're creating our future. Every word we say, every thought that comes out of our mind is creating something. So that's why if you're super sarcastic or you make comments like that, you don't really mean, but you do mean like, oh, I look so fat today, or, you know, like my, my hair looks terrible today, or, you know, things like that. When you're saying that, you're actually perpetuating yourself to create that for your future. So it's really important to catch every single thing that, that starts to come out of your mind and try to reel it back in. And so the evidence is there for us once you can shift yourself out of the thinking i'll never have that or that's not a life for me once you can put yourself into this like oh well if she has that then i'm grateful for that because one day i would like for that to happen you know and if they are doing that then that's evidence that one day i can do that too right so there has to be like the shift in belief system of whatever you're seeing you actually believe that it's possible for you now when I was on food stamps, right? And I saw somebody coming out of a private jet, like that was so far fetched for me, right? Like how was I gonna be on a private jet? But now in Aruba, if I was to see that, that that's very real for me. Like that 
is my reality in the near future, you know? So you become closer to the evidence once you start believing. But the first step is actually just believing, right? It's like, okay, this is my existence right now, but I believe that there's something more for me. And that's how it started for me. You know, I watched The Secret. The Secret told me to make a vision board. I remember making that first vision board. Half of it was travel. The other part of it was I'm going to be a successful author, a successful speaker, right? I'm going to have this great body. And so I was 250 pounds living on food stamps. Like who was listening to me or reading my books, right? Now we're in a whole nother ball game. People are going to watch this and be like, oh, look at this girl. Like I want to go read her book. But it was all about just believing the fact that that was not the life that I was meant to live, you know, like ending up on food stamps as a single mom was just not the life that that I was meant to live. And while it was still hard for me to wrap myself around the fact that I could ever be on a private jet, I just knew that it, there was more, you know, I just knew that there was more that I wanted to be an author. I wanted to be a speaker and I was going to create a life so that people would want to read my books and people would want to pay me on space to speak on stage to them. I love that so much. And for me, when you mentioned, you know, really believing that that was possible for you, but also tying it back to the vision board, one of the biggest game changers for me in going from just putting things on my vision board or maybe having this like dream life in my head or whatever was feeling it. Like actually getting deep into visualization and feeling how I'll feel when I have those things, not if, like when those things come, how is it going to make me feel? And really tying it back to those emotions gave it so much more power to actually really believe. Because if you can feel it now, then you're not only magnetizing that to you, but you're really just trusting that if you can feel it, why can't you experience it in like 3D reality, right? And so- The secret sauce is is right there. It's feeling it, right? It's not just seeing it and being like, oh, that could be it for me. It's seeing the woman on the beach who's got this killer outfit on and feeling yourself on the beach in that killer outfit, right? It's, you know, seeing your neighbor getting the new car and feeling yourself in your new car, right? And not doing things because other people are doing them, but doing them because that's what you desire to do, right? Like there's this deep burning inside of you to actually have that. Not, oh, I got to do this because the Joneses did it, right? There's a, a very big distinction in the energetics around that. So let's circle back to that friend that you mentioned that kind of called you out in your living room and said, listen, you're really negative. You complain a lot. A lot of people wouldn't have reacted to that way to actually even receive that information and do something about it. And the fact that you were at that place where you were able to, you know, have enough self-awareness that, oh, I think she's actually right. Like, what am I going to do about that? First of all, like how lucky you were to have that moment in your life that kind of shifted things for you. But I know when you've told the story before too, you mentioned that she 
reintroduced you to the law of attraction, something that you had seen before, but you maybe weren't ready to receive or take on at that time. And so I know sometimes when people are in the hole, they're in that deep, dark place in their life, they don't really have the bandwidth. Like if they can only take on one tiny little thing a day and you took on that gratitude piece, can you tell a little bit more of that piece of the story and what led you down the path to becoming an author? Totally. So in my first book, that's called 31 days of gratitude, create the life you desire. It's actually a journal. So every single day, there's a a spiritual blurb and there's affirmations. And on day one, it says, I am grateful for messages. I am grateful. I am open. I am grateful. I am receiving. I am grateful. I am listening. I literally set you up to do what I was doing in that moment. I was ready in that moment, right? I was ready. And so the universe delivered me somebody who was then going to make that shift for me. Had I not been ready, that encounter would have been very different, right? And it would have gone very sour and I might still be living on food stamps in that moment. But when I was 21 years old, I actually um, sold a MLM company thing. And uh, I was at one of the rah-rah conferences that um, they do. And I was sitting with a woman at lunch and she had said to me, you know, we were talking about something and she said, you need to read the law of attraction. I was 21 years old and I was like, okay. So, you know, in my mind capacity at that time, I was already on the journey that the universe had connected me to somebody who was giving me this sign, right? So I bought the book and I read three pages. It had no pictures in it. I put it on the bookshelf and I did not look back. That was when I was 21. When this um, encounter happened with this girlfriend, I was probably about 28 at the time. And so when she said to me, haven't you ever heard of the law of attraction? I was like, oh yeah, I did hear the law of attraction. And I literally got up from the living room, went to my bedroom where I had a bookshelf. I took the book off of the shelf. I walked into the living room. I blew the dust off of it, right? <laughs> the days of no cleaning ladies. I blew the dust off of it. And I was like, look, like I, I have this book. And then she said to me, well, haven't you ever heard of the secret? And I was like, huh, like, yeah, I have heard of the secret, but I don't really like to read, right? I was like the biggest excuse maker of all time. And so she was like, well, you know, they have it on CD. So I walk into my dining room and I actually take, like I had the CD set in my dining room. So literally at this point that she's saying all these things to me, the, the information was there, like it was, within my fingertips, literally, I didn't have to even move that far to go get it. And so the universe was trying to deliver all this information to me for a really long time. And I just was not open to receiving it, right? Like some people are going to listen to this and it's going to spark something in them that's going to be magical. And then other people are going to listen to this and be like, ah, like the, another two people talking about manifesting, you know, it's like, There's just something that's like gotta be in that connection of like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this action that I need to take into the next step. And of course, like she left that day and I read that book within three days. I think I went from like three pages to reading the whole book in three days. I still did not want to listen to the secret. So I bought the DVD, I put the DVD on and I was just in such a bad place that it was like, 
I don't have anything to lose. You know, like that's where I was at. I was like, I don't have anything to lose. So I have to try this because I felt like this was it. If this wasn't going to do something for me, like I, I felt like a lost case, you know, like that's really where I was in my life at that time. Like I was still in a relationship with my ex, my son's father. It was tumultuous. It was not a good situation. So, you know, for those of you that are listening that are like, well, I'm in this terrible relationship and, you know, I'm with somebody that's abusive or I, I can't get out, you know, I get it. Like I was there and you just got to make the decision. Like, this is it. I'm done. And the, the truth is, is that we are so afraid of what we don't know that we would rather stay in the misery of what we do know than to break away. Like any person that you will ever speak to in all of time that le left an ex or that, you know, closed a business or got fired from a job or had like this traumatic experience that happened, it's life changing, right? So you'll never regret moving forward. You'll only regret staying where you are because if you stay where you are, you'll never experience the difference, you know? So it's, it's that shift in belief and it's opening yourself up because we are being pounded with information all day, every day. There is the answers to every one of your questions is coming at you all the time. It's just, are you aware and conscious and listening and open to receiving and allowing for the messages to come through? So that's why I felt it was so important to put that on page one, day one in the book. Those are the affirmations that you need to be saying. I am grateful that I am open. I am grateful I am receiving. I am grateful I am listening. I am grateful for the messages. And then all of a sudden your senses become more aware of the things that you need to help you shift your life. I love that so much. And I love divine timing, right? So you had that book on your shelf for all those years and you weren't ready to hear that message yet. And I don't know how many times I've experienced this in my own life, like for the past more than a decade, just trying to absorb any knowledge I can, like all of these books, whatever. But lots of times it's when I hear it the 10th time, maybe even yeah. the 50th time, yeah. sometimes it's a hundred times and then it finally lands and then you integrate it and you actually start taking action and, you know, practicing it in your own life. But that's why I think there's so much room for different people to be talking about the same thing and in a similar space, because the way one person says it, may not land with you, but the totally. way someone else is, says it or explains it in relation to their own life experience, finally, you know, there's that moment where it just hits you and it lands. And so yeah. like, it wasn't until that moment where your friend was in your living room where you're like, okay, this has come to me time and time again, I'm ready to actually implement. Right. And so I love that because I've talked about that a lot and I've just personally experienced that myself. Like how many books I will read, it doesn't really land or I don't integrate any of the learnings into my actual life until I hear it again and again. And then, you know, I think the universe is always sending us signs too. And now I really pay close attention. If I keep seeing something or I keep seeing the same person, you know, pop up or saying these things, then I really pay attention because I know it's maybe a lesson that 
I've maybe it's not new information, but it's something that I haven't let land before or hasn't really stuck. And so, yeah, yeah. because it, it, the first time that you receive the information, you're not, you're never ready for it. it. It takes multiple times just in the world of, you know, online coaching or sales or whatever. They say that you have to touch somebody seven times before they buy from you. And that was like in the old days, it's probably like 16 times now that you have to, you know, make yourself aware and conscious into somebody's existence in order for them to integrate you into their lives right so you know i i've been doing this spiritual work for 20 years now and there's a lot of stuff that i learned in the past and you know i have a a newer mentor now in the way that she says things they just land different and it's like ah I've heard this before, I've known this before, but now it's resonating, right? Because I'm at a completely different place of emotional intelligence. So it's like that the emotional intelligence started when I was in my living room all those years ago and I was told that I was a negative person and I didn't take it personally, right? That's emotional intelligence. That's being able to decipher like, okay, somebody is saying something to me. They're not trying to insult me. They're saying it because I need to hear this information right now. There's a very big difference, but most people, they just want to feel sorry for themselves and they want to be the victim. So they'll take the things that are being said to them and they'll be like, oh, well, she doesn't like me or she wanted to offend me or she wanted to do this or she wanted to do that. And they'll turn it into something that it's totally not right? Just because they're not ready to receive the information. So. And that what you're saying there to me is, is those stories we tell ourselves uh, based on past experiences. We let these stories spiral and mean something about us. And it really isn't that friend wanted the best for you. It wasn't from a, you know, a bad place or coming across as a judgment. It was really just a reflection of this is what I notice in you, right? And so you spoke of a mentor and I know I've listened to a lot of your different podcasts and you've put yourself in all these different rooms. You've surrounded yourself with coaches and mentors and masterminds. So what is it about surrounding yourself with other women that are on a similar path to you? Because one of the things that Shelby and I really stand for is cultivating a community of women rising up together and having that sisterhood of people going through it together so you can look over and have confidence. Well, she's still doing it too. And I'm doing it. So like, let's do it together. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because in our everyday life, people are not living the same life that we're living. Right. So it's April and I've already traveled to, you know, Aruba and Punta Cana and where else? Florida. And and I've already been to all of these places, you know, right. So it's like, I show up to a PTA meeting where you know sally and jill haven't been on vacation in three years and here i show up with like my vacation wear like ready to go it's not acceptable right it's like i'm the one that they talk about when all the doors (laughs) close right so it's hard to fit into everyday life when you're trying to live an extraordinary life because the average person, they just don't understand it. I used to be a licensed acupuncturist and I had a patient once who came in and was telling me about her friend that travels all of the time. And I remember like, 
keeping my mouth shut, you know, like as she's telling the story, cause she was like really like upset about the fact that the friend traveled all the time. She's like, I don't even understand how people afford to do that and blah, 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 right? And so I was just like, okay. And all the while as she's saying it to me, I'm like, I'm grateful. I'm just like that friend. I cannot wait to get on an airplane, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so it's important to surround yourself with people who have big dreams and who are expansive and who can take you to another level, right? Because like, it is a dream of mine to get on a private jet and to travel somewhere really fancy, you know, but I don't know that I could have that conversation at the football moms meeting, you know, like, hey, like, do you guys think that one day we'll get on a private jet together? No, they're gonna look at you like you're nuts because, you know, it's probably the teacher and the cop who make, you know, a decent salary, but not a ton of money. And if they go on vacation once a year, that's a lot, you know, it's, it's very small minded scenarios that you're encountering in your everyday life, most likely, right? Not everybody has it like that, but most likely that's the way that it is. So if you have these dreams and these desires to travel the world and to own a seven figure company and to, you know, be a change maker and to be a thought leader or write a book or right. Like if you have these dreams, the, the average mom friend is not going to be able to get you there, right? Like you might have a great mom friend who believes in you and who thinks that like, hey, you're so great. You might be able to do this one day. But when you enter into a mastermind with a woman who's making, you know, a million dollars a year, $10 million a year, $60 million, like you're in a different ball game. Like all of a sudden people are celebrating your wins, right? Like people want to see you win. Like when you work with me or you you come to an event of mine or anything that happens, there's nothing that you could say to me that's going to make me be like, oh, I want what she has or I don't want her to be that successful, right? Like for me, it's always like, yeah, high five. Like, that's amazing, right? Like, because if I see something that you have that I don't have that I want, you just gave me evidence that that's possible for me. So I like to surround myself in circles with people who want to celebrate, people who think that extraordinary is amazing, right? Like not people where I feel like I have to dim myself, which is what happens in everyday life is I feel like I have to show up and I can't really talk about my life or my things because I don't want somebody else to feel bad or feel like they're not enough of or whatever, you know, like it's all those stories that women and men, but women especially can create in their minds. And so I find that it's really important to always have a mentor, to always have a sisterhood of people who want to watch me win. Yes. So time and time and time again, we come back to who you surround yourself with matters. And I'm sure you've heard that you become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I mean, we've mentioned before too, that you can be that person for someone. You can be that one that uplifts them, motivates them, you know, sees the best in them, but you need people that sees that in you too, or does that for you as well? Like those expansive thinkers for you. And so putting yourself in those rooms who believe that the impossible is possible. Yes. That's what you, 
You need to be with people who believe that the impossible is possible, right? Because like your everyday average mom friend, she may think that you're amazing, but when you tell her something that's impossible, you don't want her to tell you that that's impossible. You want her to be like, okay, cool. Like, let's see that happen. You know, like that would be my response. Like there's nothing that I would ever tell somebody not to do or not to think or not to want to be because I truly believe in the impossible. I've defied the impossible time and time again. So I am evidence for that. And therefore I need that same kind of evidence so that I can keep going bigger and bigger. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And speaking of finding people that inspire you, that are evidence of what's possible for you, you are someone that's very inspiring. You live such an interesting life and you are definitely someone that folks can calibrate to. Where can they find you? And where can, like, you didn't um, mention one of your other books, the Food Stamps to First Class as well. Mm -hmm. So if they want to read your books or follow along and live vicariously through you, where can they find you? Yeah, well, you'll find me all over social media. You just have to spell my name correctly, which is S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. There are no E's in my name. My website is www.shilamita.com. So you can always go there to find all the things. Um, I hang out on Instagram at 50 Shades of Shilamita. It's my quote unquote newer page because my podcast is fairly new. And I also have a second page on Instagram that's goddess underscore of underscore gratitude. I story and you can follow my life on 50 Shades of Shilamita. I do create reels on Goddess of Gratitude because I get paid to do so. So that's why you'll find me hanging out there. I love to spend time on Facebook. I've been on it for a really long time. So that's kind of a second home. I have my show on YouTube at 50 Shades of Shilamita. I am the Pinterest queen, so you can find me on Pinterest as well. If you are looking for my books, I actually have three books. I have a kid's book as well. Um, from food stamps to first class is the story of my life, but it's a personal self-help book. So every chapter has affirmations and things that you can implement into your own life. You can find all the books on my website or you can find them on Amazon. It's a lot faster than um, purchasing through me because I'm not home. But yeah, you can definitely reach me on social media. I, I do handle all my inboxes. So if you reach out, you will be speaking to me directly. Um, and I love to connect. I love connecting to my audience. I love knowing where people are at in their lives. I do host different kinds of events. Um, I do have an event coming up. I don't know when this is going to air, but I have two events in May that are in person in New Jersey. Um, so one is a full moon circle. And then another one is a collaborative event that I'm doing with Michael Edwards. He is an RTT hypnotherapist and he is incredible. So I'm actually hosting a VIP experience at my home in New Jersey with Michael. So that'll be a lot of fun. So Oh, that sounds amazing. And I used to love doing full moon ceremonies. We live in quite a small town, so there's no offerings like that now. So I just do it on my own and get my deck out and stuff. But yeah, that sounds incredible. And I know I mentioned a lot before on the podcast for people to just cull through their social media. Like we spend a lot of time on social media now. So why not fill 
your feed with people that lift you up, people that motivate you to be better, people that, you know, even the reels, uh, just small daily reminders that if you're having a busy day or it's hectic and you see something that just kind of snaps you out and gives you a little hack to be a bit more mindful that day. Like why not fill your social media with that and get rid of anything that makes you feel less than, or that, you know, small or whatever. Right. And so that's why we're so excited to have, you know, guests like you on the podcast to show everyone else, you know, who we are inspired by and who we're filling our feeds with and surrounding ourselves with, because I really think that, you know, filling your life, filling your brain with evidence of the possibility, evidence of, you know, what's possible for you is so incredible. It's really important. That's one of the things that I always tell my clients and friends of mine, if you're scrolling and you're getting upset and you're not happy and, you know, it's not worth it. You are controlling your mind. You know, every time you get upset, you're putting that out into the ether. So you definitely want to clean up your news feeds. And I know we mentioned that you were, you are a keynote speaker, motivational speaker. So what is your number one, like if you had just one minute to leave someone with a great tidbit of information in a speech, what would that be? Plant the seeds. Your life is always in creation. So whatever it is that you desire, figure that out. Dream big. Write it down. Live in that energy. Feel the energy. Be grateful. Be patient. It's all coming. You just got to do the work. You got to show up every day, look in the mirror, be 100% happy with the way that you're showing up. Don't try to be better than anybody else. Just try to be a better version of yourself. And if every day you strive to be the best version of you, you're going to see life is going to shift and change for you. And it takes time, right? Everything that you put seeds into the ground, it takes time for them to sprout. So just remember that you're planting the seeds now and in time, your life is going to sprout and you're not even going to recognize this version of you. And your life shifted so fast doing and implementing these things in your own life. And there's so many modalities and you, you touched on that too. Like you're already on the path of, you know, maybe some healing and spirituality when you learn these other pieces and start pulling them in and implementing them and integrating them into your life. If there was like just a couple key things that really moved that needle for you, what would those be? Like if someone really only has bandwidth for taking on, you know, little bits, what would a couple of those main like transformational pieces be for you? The gratitude practice is the key waking up in gratitude every morning like it's such a gift to be alive today like think about all the people in the world that didn't wake up today if you were to start every single day thank you god thank you universe thank you source whatever it is that you believe in thank you angels thank you guides thank you for my bed thank you for my sheets thank you for this day it's going to shift your whole life at the end of the day go back to your day what are you grateful for what happened today that you're so happy about the things that you didn't like what could you have done different for that to have been better forgiveness practice it start forgiving people start forgiving yourself mirror work was a huge thing for me standing in front of the mirror i love you and i forgive you shalamita i love you and i forgive you 
you stand, it's the most awkward thing you'll ever do is look at yourself in the mirror and say those words to yourself. But when the tears start flowing and you actually believe yourself and you start practicing radical forgiveness, right? Like today is Good Friday and I'm I'm freshly new to learning about Jesus. And so the one thing that I'm I've learned from Jesus is radical forgiveness, right? Like he forgave everybody. He hung out with the sinners and the, the degenerates, right? Like he loved everybody. And so we need to be the same way, right? Like if we can learn to forgive ourselves, then we're able to forgive everybody because we realize that we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes. No matter how perfect you are, you're never going to be like 100% perfect. So the more you can practice forgiveness, you're going to see how much easier life is going to be. When you stop living in resentment, when you stop living in revenge and retaliation, right? And you could just be like, you know what? This person has not reached my level of emotional intelligence and I'm able to forgive them and meet them where they are. It's so important. Like that's one of the, the, the biggest things. Like it's why I live my life so peacefully because I know that when somebody does something to me, like it's not always about me, right? It's about them and where they are and, and what they're going through, right? And I had like some guy the other week who wrote something not nice on one of my posts and that doesn't happen to me very often, but like I didn't even get mad about it because I'm like, Imagine the hell that he's living through that he had to take time out of his day to write these things on my post, right? So it gives you this, this huge bandwagon of compassion. And when you can live your life so compassionately, you stop taking things personally and you stop being offended by everything. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, like it's so much easier to live. Oh. That is so amazing. The the self-compassion, you know, to forgive yourself. But also I think people really have a misunderstanding about forgiving other people. It doesn't mean you're saying that act was okay. You're actually giving yourself freedom through through forgiveness. And so it's not about the other person. And you don't even need to have, you know, a face-to-face -face conversation with anybody. It's right. your own internal you know, processing and letting go and healing of what happened doesn't mean it was okay, but it means that you're able to forgive and let it go and then move forward more freely. Yep. It's so important. People like people do things because of the capacity of where they are. Right. And a lot of people are traumatized and a lot of people are scorned and a lot of people, they haven't worked through their shit. So you need to be able to rise above that, right? Because you're better than that. You've already been put in a situation where you're listening to this kind of information. Like this is advanced level shit that we're talking about, right? Like the average person can't even comprehend this conversation that we're having. So if you're here, like I, I would have immense gratitude to be listening to this at this point in your life and to be like, you know what? So-and-so did this, but I'm going to forgive her because whatever she's going through has to be so much worse than what I'm going through in this moment. And you'll see when you start practicing that, and it's a practice, by the way, gratitude is a practice. Forgiveness is a practice. Love is a practice. It's all a practice, right? Like negative Nelly over here. Like there was a time where I didn't forgive anybody. Like I was slashing tires because I was mad and you know, like I'm going to keep it real. Like the person that I was then was, is not the person that I am now. Right. And I'm sure that there's people that you will meet in this existence that will have 
bad things to say about me because I was not always the person that I am now, right? But I am a much better person than I am now. So if they were to come at me now, they may still be harboring things against me, but I'm a different person than I was five years ago, 10 years ago, even six months ago, right? Because I'm constantly in a phase of evolution and healing and expansion. So I'm always shifting and changing. And that's really important for you guys to understand too, that no matter what you did yesterday, today is a new day. So no matter how bad you were yesterday, today is a new day and you get to start over today, right now. This morning you yelled at your kids, you get to start over right now and clean the slate and do better this afternoon, right? So we just have to like reshift ourselves into knowing that nobody is perfect, everybody's gonna make mistakes and the more compassion we can have for ourselves, the more compassion we can have for others and it's such a much better way to live. So touching on that, if we can leave the listeners with one piece of advice, because I know you mentioned before, like our brains want to do what's familiar, even if what's familiar is an awful circumstance. Like we'd rather stay in a familiar, uncomfortable circumstance than change. So as people are going on this personal development journey, I know I've been there too, where you actually consider, well, what are people going to think about me as I'm changing? Cause they expect one version of me and I'm not that person any longer. But when you see like such a huge transformation, even over, you know, a decade or whatever, how do you reconcile with, you said, you know, some people will have this version of me in their head that is maybe wasn't the best person and it's definitely not who I am today so if you can kind of leave the listeners with something about you know how you reconcile that and just show up as who you are in your power in your authenticity regardless of perceptions that people are holding of an old version of you yeah, it goes back to that self-forgiveness, right? Forgiving yourself for what you did, for what you said, for who you were. You are a new person now. You just got to keep moving forward. You you have to keep moving forward. They can stay backwards. They could say things about you. They could, you know, think things about you. You know, I said to my husband the other day, we were having this conversation. I did a post on Facebook last week and I posted uh, some photos that I wanted to rebrand my book from food stamps to first class. I wanted to change the photo and I wanted to relaunch it because I had originally put it out in the heart of 2020 and we know how that went, right? So <laughs> when I posted the pictures, this is so interesting. When I posted the pictures, there was four photos. They were, I guess, somewhat provocative for some of the people who were viewing them. I thought that they were very classy, but when I posted them, and this is what planet I live on now, I not for one iota of a second thought that anybody would say anything negative to me. I posted those photos, truth be told, for a little bit of an algorithm push. And I'm just like, let, let me have people choose, like which photo is your favorite? Well, people took that as an invitation to tell me what they actually thought of the photos. And I was kind of shocked because <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting it. Like, because that's the world that I live in. Like if I was to go to any one of my girlfriends and be like, hey, pick a photo, they would pick a photo. They wouldn't say to me, oh, I don't like what you're wearing that's too provocative that's this that's right because they understand that i'm in my power living my life and this is what i'm presenting right but so many things happen because of that post so i'm so grateful for it there was like all these little breakthroughs that happened for me old triggers that i didn't realize were still there were there 
And it was just interesting to see how people reacted and responded to that. And it was interesting to see where I live in my life being so comfortable in my skin as I am to, you know, put it out there. And, you know, one of the people were, was my mom. My mom was like super offended. By <laughs> and she had like a lot of things to say to me, you know? And so I, I also live in a world with very strong boundaries where, you know, the guy that said the, the poor comment, it was on that particular post. But if you go back and you look at my social media, you are not seeing people coming at me. Like people are not combating me it's like if people don't like what I have to say they just scroll on by because that's the energy in which I have created around myself and that's how comfortable I am at this point in my own skin knowing that if I did you wrong in the past and you were to come to me face to face now and say it to me I will be the first one to apologize because that's just who I am. Like I, I know that I've said things before that were hurtful and that I've done things that were hurtful and that I wasn't always my best self, but I truly, truly live at this point in my life to try to be the best version of me. So if you don't feel that way, then let's have a conversation about it and let's move forward, you know, because there's no point in harboring, like there's nobody that I harbor that, that kind of ill feelings with at this point. And you know what? People get to change and you get to reinvent yourself and choose again day after day who you want to show up as and how you want to be. And really, you you hit the nail on the head owning it. Like, yes, if I hurt you in the past, I apologize for doing that. And that's not who I am now. And, you know, reconciling that, I, I love that. And I, I feel like I could talk to you all day long. I know maybe we'll have to have you back again, but I thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your wisdom with our audience. And I will make sure to include all of Shalamita's information in our show notes so you can find her, follow her, go check her books out. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your vacation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the adjustment in time. And this was great. I hope that everybody listening, you know, if there's one thing that you could take out of today is just believe, believe that you were brought here to live a really happy, fulfilling life. And if you're not, then you need to shift the energy in order for you to do so, because what you're seeing, what we're doing here on this planet living this incarnation is all about remembering who we are and remembering who we are is we are divine beings that come from the greatest source of all time you know so whatever your religious belief is or spiritual belief like we are magical creatures and we're supposed to live these amazing lives and it didn't just happen for me because i got lucky it happened for me because I continue to do the work over and over again to bring myself closer and closer and then to share it with as many people as I can. What a beautiful reminder. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have some exciting offerings coming up and we want to share them with you. If you want to dig in and start doing the work that will help expand your mindset and help you start living in alignment, then check out our show notes for how you can sign up. We would be so honored to have you come work with us. 
Soul on Fire is a free online masterclass starting April 18th that will help you remember your magic and kickstart that journey back to self. We also have an exciting in-person offering for those local to Williams Lake on May 13th at Studio 20. It's $55 and it will help you learn tools on how to go from exhausted and frustrated to a life full of ease and joy. We have a vision of connecting like-minded women and creating a sisterhood of women rising up together. So come join us. If you've made it to the end of this episode, that means you're committed to expanding your mindset, shifting your beliefs, and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week, and remember, empowered women are good for the world.